Are you looking for an accessible option for summer fun for your family? Join us as we discover the innovative new program that's taking families on a journey through America's national parks. In this interview, we sit down with Daisha Jones from Expeditions and Education to learn more about Park Pioneers and how it's inspiring families to explore the great outdoors together. Welcome back to Water Prairie, everyone. We appreciate you joining us today. I have a very special guest with me that um, I have a selfish reason for wanting to talk to her because we haven't spoken face-to-face for a very long time, but Daisha Jones is joining me today, and you may know her as Dr. Drizzle if your child has been involved in some of the programs that she's done throughout the country and actually around the world, people know her. Um, But today we're going to be talking about a project that she and her husband have been working on. They are, well, Daisha is actually the chief education officer for a nonprofit called Expeditions in Education. Um, but going back a little bit to give you a little bit of a connection there of why she and I know each other, we met our senior year in high school. We attended rival high schools, actually, but we participated in the junior Miss pageant for our county. And um, Daisha actually was awarded Miss Congeniality, I believe. Is that correct? That was it. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> and it went well. <laughs> Everyone loved Daisha. She she just was that personality that everybody was attracted to. So um, so we we met them, but we became friends when we ended up at the same college, and we were classmates. Um, some of the class projects that we worked on together involved things such as costumes, juggling, guitars. There were a lot of things involved that um, we weren't sure if our professors or classmates ever knew what to expect from us coming in there. <laughs> We did some clowning in um, in the hospital. Uh, we led music with uh, our crew group at school, and um, and the the best part was we were roommates for a year. So, um, Daisha, after over thirty five years, welcome to Water Prairie. Thank you. I was hoping you wouldn't mention that it was thirty five years ago. I was <laughs> graduated ten or twelve, but wow, it is so good to be here and to see you in the flesh. Um, it's been a long time, Tonya. I'm very excited about what you're doing for the community. And, and I love that we have Facebook and that's how we've reconnected. Yes. It's been really, really nice. So thank you so much for having me. Um, I am Daisha. My husband, Steve and I live in Durham, North Carolina. Um, live in Durham is a little bit of a tricky word because we're only home about 100 days a year. We are on the road traveling um, I'm also Dr. Drizzle in the world of um, STEM and avatars and comics. That's me. I'll just give you a real quick. No, I'm not a doctorate. Absolutely not. Um, would not. Could not. Um, don't have the energy to go back and do anything like that. But if you remember when you were younger, um, the Magic School Bus, which is still pretty popular now, a new generation, she was Miss Frizzle. So when I was a fifth grade teacher, my kids would call me Miss Drizzle. And when I started working with community colleges around um, Western North Carolina, they uh, came up to me one day and said they would like to award me an honorary doctorate as Dr. Drizzle. And I was like, that is so sweet, but no, (laughs) I don't have it and I didn't work for it and I don't want to take anything away. And they said, but we're not calling you Dr. Jones, we're calling you Dr. Drizzle. So I sort of took that little idea and it just sort of ran with it. So from Canada to Mexico to Haiti to the the States to Dubai, I am Dr. Drizzle. And um, as I said, we travel the the world 
sharing really cool things with kids. I'm a, a Mimi. I have three little boys that live in Chicago, little grandsons with my daughter and son-in-law. And then my other daughter is getting ready to graduate from University of Kentucky. Um, go Wildcats, I believe that's what it is. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm a teacher that six years ago, my husband and I were sitting on the couch and he said, he's Parks and Recreation. He said, why don't we quit our jobs and do something together and expand and enlarge our territory. So we did, and that's what we're doing now. <laughs> excellent, excellent. It's been, no, we'll put in the show notes um, the links of how we can connect with you. But um, for those that are listening, check out all, all of those links. You're, you're, you're going to be impressed and, and enjoy what you see of, of what they're, they're producing. But we're going to talk about some of that during this interview too. But before we go too far, We've been playing a game this season with all of our guests to get to know them a little bit differently. Um, and it's called the, the Game of two, of two, two Truths and a Lie. If you've been in a youth group, you've probably played this at some point in your life. And so I've asked Aisha to share three facts or pseudo facts about herself, two of them being true and one being a lie. So do you have your facts for us, Aisha? I'm going to give them to you now. I'd like chocolate. I've been married for 30 years. And I've broken my leg 11 times. So those that are listening, your challenge is go either into the show notes if you're watching YouTube, go to our Instagram channel or to Twitter, find the post about this and write in your guests in the comments of what it is. A week after we release this, this episode, we'll come back and we'll post the answer so you can see whether you're right or not. And if you've been guessing along the way, add Add in your comment how many you've gotten right so far. I'm really curious how many are, are doing this. Welcome to the Water Prairie Chronicles, a podcast created to encourage and support parents of special needs children. I'm Tonya Wallum, and I'm glad you're here. I invited Daisha to come on today because I wanted her to tell you about a program that she and her husband have put together. But I want to go back a little bit and kind of figure out what you're doing that's larger than just the program that we're talking about. So Expeditions in ed Education. Tell me about that. How did it get started? Yeah, so it is uh, six years in the making. It really happened um, during the pandemic where we were uh, doing work with schools and decided that we wanted to be more equitable in schools and we wanted to do more. But let me back up a little bit more. So I started working when we decided to go on our own. I took a job with a large company, Discovery Channel, and doing some education work for them and loved it. But um, decided that just making money for, for big corporate was not something we wanted to do. So we, we left that and we formed ed, um, Expeditions in Education. And our main goal was to connect educators and students to the outdoors and give them a purpose for wanting to be there by solving problems. The UN Global Goals, for example, the 17 right. things that we need to solve. Um, then the pandemic hit. And we were stuck at home for those for three months. We sequestered with all of our family, the kids, everybody here, um, and did all these virtual things. We reached out to schools and kids, and we were doing uh, shows on Facebook with me and Oliver as my sidekick and doing all these really cool things. Then we decided, okay, we got to get back out. So we hooked up with National Parks in, in 2019 and said, look, we're going to come and do some things in schools. Can we come to the park and film an interview and then share that with kids for free? And they were like, sure. Um, so since we started, 
we filmed at 138 national park sites around the country. Wow. And you may be thinking, but wait, there's only 63. No, there are 424 national park sites in the country. And we thought, let's film, let's do a video of a ranger, talk about what they what they do, what they are faced with as challenges, and then put that out. So that's where we started with the National Parks Expedition Challenge. Kids were watching it. We were getting a million hits a year. People like, wow. teachers like, let me take this. This is free curriculum. Let me pull this off. Let's watch it and then let's solve a problem together. Then it moved into Steam in the Park where we said, now let's take care of teachers. So we started bringing teachers to national parks in the summer for a week-long event where they could connect, collaborate, and create. In 2021, we had 32 teachers at one park. Last summer, we had 197 teachers at eight parks. This summer, we're taking 400 educators to 12 wow. national parks. Through all of that, we started writing content. We're, we're, we're now published. We have five books on Amazon. Um, I, talking about two little critters, Marvin and Huck in the national parks. So our desire to do good in the world grew. Um, we didn't grow. It's just the two of us. But right now, we since we started in 2019-ish, um, we've hit about 3.2 million kids that we have interacted wow. with and given them the opportunity to learn more about the world and foster this idea of stewardship. Yeah, great. I, I I really have enjoyed what I've seen you do on your website and and through your Facebook post too. But specifically, what I wanted you to talk about with us today is your Park Pioneers program. Now, this is new this summer, correct? It is. So, um, Tonya can tell you that when we were in college together, we were very creative and <laughs> out of the box and did things that were a little bit unconventional and didn't sleep a lot. And I carried that with me through my years um, <laughs> where I have all of these ideas and I can't do anything until I get them on paper or record them or do something. So back in January, I was thinking, let me do something else on our website for free that will encompass a park and give different content pieces in it, a challenge, but let me bring families into it. Let's figure out ways families can enjoy the national parks and all of the things about a national park and then work together to solve a problem. So that's where Park Pioneers was born. And you're thinking, where did you come up with that name? Well, like I do for all things. I Google things that I think are fun. And if it doesn't show up on Google, it's mine. I'm not sure if that's exactly how trademark works, but I'm with it. So Park Pioneers was not taken. <laughs> and I added the idea of Family Park Pioneers. So right now I think we have maybe 16 of them up. I'm writing a couple new every month now because I'm having to slow down a little okay. bit. But they're just different parks around the country, including some of the lesser known parks. And they're just things for parents to print off or use um, with their families to learn more about the world around us. I'm writing a book right now, a different book. Everything I need to know I learned in a national park. Because I think our national park should be the school textbook. It is 
every moment of our lives since the U.S. was created um, and before. So that's what Park Pioneers is. And I'm really excited that you asked me to talk about it. I've Right now, um, we're getting pushed out into libraries around the country, which really oh, wow. thrills me for public libraries to like this. Um, because, you know, parents go to public libraries in the summer and for those mm-hmm. little book reading times, and maybe they can pull one of those off a shelf um, and say, hey, we're going to visit this park, and then they can grab books around it and enjoy themselves. That's a great idea. I hadn't, th- I hadn't thought about partnering that 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 way. I think I think that's that's fantastic. Um, can you give us, I'm trying to think of how, how we can, can help a family understand kind of what this is. Can you think of maybe one of the parks and give us an example of what a family would expect, like whenever they open that file? Yeah. What is it they're going to see? What is it they're going to be doing? Well, let's go to Crater Lake for just a moment. Crater Lake is in Oregon. Crater Lake is the deepest lake in North America and the second deepest in the world. It was created by a caldera. So it's just blue sparkling water that is only fed by snow and rain. Um, And when you go there, you'll realize that the pictures that Steve and I take are real. We don't filter anything. Um, It's been around about 7,000 years. It's when Mount Mazama exploded. It created this caldera. When it was created about 700, 800 years after that, um, little newts were there okay so these newts are called endemic newts now endemic means that you can only find them in one place in the world like they're found nowhere else and that's just because they um, form their different adaptations when they're together so they've been living there for a long long time back in the late 1800s people wanted people to come to crater lake they needed some some commerce and it took five days to get there on horseback so they thought well let's take some fish from surrounding areas and throw them into the lake. So they did. And people started coming and pulling out the fish. And that was fine. The fish and the the newts were friends. But then the National Park Service in 1918 decided they were going to put some signal crayfish in there because the crayfish could be prey for the fish and they'd have something to eat. Bad move. And they know it now. But now these crayfish and these newts are not happy and the crayfish are bullying the newts so if a parent family member grandma pulls off this file they're going to watch a video of us there at crater lake so they can see we're not lying about the blue color of the water they're going to find out about the mazama newt they're going to find out about the indians the klamath indians that lived there before anyone else did they're going to learn about some of the customs of the indians there that still the tribes are still in that area. They're going to have some book choices to read. There's going to be a couple of science and or history ideas, some math problems. I know you like that, Tonya. I must have been channeling Absolutely. you. There's math in every one of them. Um, and then there's a challenge. So the challenge for Crater Lake is as a family, they're going to build a humane trap to catch those signal crayfish and take them out so that the the newts can live in peace. Now, you're going to like this. We've had about 33,000 prototypes built around the country for uh, Crater Lake. There's a young girl in Tennessee, and she wanted to solve this, and she went home and did it with her mom and dad. Um, She brought it back to us. We saw it. It's actually at Crater Lake now. She put a picture of herself in the trap, and it said, 
crayfish, it's not your fault. We don't hate you, but you got to go. <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> you really latched on to the idea of humane, like the compassion, wow. the empathy that we need to teach kids, right? So she had all the other things. She had two simple machines to build a compound machine. She had a way of escaping if a nuke got in. She had the retractable arm for a buoy release so that the park ranger wow. could know it was full. But she added empathy. And I think that inspired me to add an empathetic piece to all of our work that we do now. So, wow. um, uh, Valencity, if you're watching, you know, you know us and you know that we love your stuff. She's the reason we add this whole idea about showing empathy for others into the park. Oh, so wow. that's what they would find. Wow. All right. So this is, sounds like it's something that any family could participate in. So they don't have to live near Crater Lake. They don't have to live near any of the parks that you're going into. No. And here's another cool thing, Tonya. What, we, what we're trying to do is build this idea of parks are accessible for everyone, even if you don't show up. So we have kids, we have, we'll say parents, go pitch a tent in your living room, a little pup tent for $14.99 at Amazon. You know, turn on the big screen TV and put some leaves around it so they think that they're there. You know, go ahead and get some marshmallows and put them in the microwave and make your s'mores and experience the park in the, the uh, simplicity and the comfort of your own home. Or go in the backyard and fill up a little kiddie pool and throw in some salamanders or newts that you get from a fish and tackle box. So you don't even have to go to experience it. And we as adults have every, every intention of doing good things, but sometimes we don't. So we need to be more intentional about giving kids opportunities to solve real world problems with compassion. And this is what we feel like Park Pioneers gives parents the opportunity to do free. You don't have to buy a ticket. Um, you don't have to pay for the gas to get there. Now, if they go, should they go? Uh, yes. If, if there's a way to get there, yes. But they don't have to. They can bring the National Park experience into their homes. They can also download, and I have a link, the Junior Ranger books that every National Park. I was going to ask if you're working with those as well. Absolutely. In fact, let's see. I have all of my little junior ranger badges from around the country that I've been earning. So absolutely, it's not just for kids anymore. <laughs> yep. My kids have done that, the junior ranger program at, I don't know how many of the parks that we've gotten them to, but that was part of what we always did. And, um, and one loved it. The other one because of writing disabilities, it just was a pain. <laughs> so we found ways to to let him um, give us the the answers without having to write it all down. And, Absolutely. and the rangers always worked with him on making sure that he could he could master that. So parents that are listening, if you're not not familiar with the junior ranger program, if you go into any of the parks, usually if you go into the the front desk, you can just ask about it. They they have it, I believe, at every park. They do, and correct? what's more exciting, and I'll give you the link, Tonya, is that there's a website where you can download every one of them. So they can okay. actually have a downloadable PDF that they can do, and they can be that ranger by exploring the website or doing things at home. So it doesn't even have to be that they show up. 
and then they send it in, send, have them write that email or dictate that email, and the rangers will send them a badge. How cool so is that? So they can still earn it. That's that's yes. that's excellent, and they're they're cool little badges. So you you saw you saw Daisha holding them up. So um, so it's it is something that that they can collect as they go through. So coupling that with what you're doing, they're really getting a good a good um, dive into not just seeing the park but experiencing it. Absolutely. Some of our families have children that are medically fragile. They have a lot of equipment. Um, and so getting around mobility is kind of hard if, if we're looking at like um, footpaths and things like that. Is this a program that those families can still participate in? Oh, absolutely. And as I said before, ambiance is everything. So turn your backyard into a national park. Turn your uh, bedroom. Um, when I'm with my grandsons in Chicago, we will turn the, the starlight planetarium on the ceiling at night. And that's where we crawl into his little tent that we bought him because, you know, Mimi's have to do all of this. And right. we read stories <laughs> there. Or we, we pretend that we're in the different national parks. Um, so I think you're only limited by your imagination. So there should be, I don't want limitations on. Uh, on our kids. So let's take what they do and let's take what they do well and then let's build opportunities for them to be successful and more than that, just have the best time. Um, S'mores in a microwave, not only are they scientifically crazy because you see them blow up and there's a whole science thing behind that, but why not? I even like the idea of, you know, almost anyone can take at least pillows and a sheet together to make a, a tent or a fort. Absolutely. And then and then having, um, you know, whether they're looking out the window or at the TV, like you said, with some branches around or something um, to make it that way. And I think a lot of times for parents, it's nice just to get the idea of that, of, of what you just shared. You know, not everyone's going to think of that, but it's a pretty simple thing to do. And the kids love it. I can guarantee your kids will love something like that. Absolutely. <clears throat> and if you can get out, great. Um, I, I would like to know... Those that are listening, if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening, um, in the comments, leave us some ideas of where you've gone. If there's parks that you've gone to that are more accessible, leave that so that those that are reading it after you can see what you've done that, that's worked. And maybe they can they can try it out knowing that, that it's worked out for you. Um, we need to, to help each other with this. Um, the Let's see. So parents that do want to go into the actual parks. They want to do the Park Pioneers program in the park itself. Um, do you have any advice for them of how 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 to best do that? Do they need to de to print everything out at home? Um, like, what is it that they have that they're going to take into the park? So that's a great question. And because this is a brand new program, we're still working on prototypes right now and, and proof of concept. And we have families that are trying these ideas out for us. So this could be a pre uh, part of a trip. It could be that first touch. It's where they do it all at home and they do a lot of research and then they get to the park and go, oh, there's the green crabs of Acadia. Or there's the idea of the elevator not working with Maggie Walker in Richmond, Virginia and how she lifted people up so they can have all this pre-stuff. Um, right. It could be printed and maybe one or two activities if they're camping, if they're staying in a hotel every night after they've come back from the park. They say, well, let's try this activity or let's read through this. Or it could be they just head out. And then when they come back, it's like the afterglow. Like, okay, now that we know everything, here's how can we answer these questions? How can we be this better uh, person, this better human 
um, and take care of our world. Right. Excellent. So we've heard about what you're doing with the Park Pioneers. We've heard about what you're doing with Expeditions and Education and the um, helping to train teachers across the, 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 the country to be able to go back and be even stronger teachers. If someone that's listening wants to get involved and support Expeditions and Education, how can they do that? Um, <laughs> we, we are a nonprofit, a 501c3 nonprofit. Uh, my husband and I are the staff, the founders. Um, we sit on the board as just board members. We do have an active board of educators and people around the country that believe in our vision. Um, we, we accept donations. <laughs> we accept uh, work. Like if you want to come and do something with us or help us. We've also, can I put my plug in? Is this, is this the yep. time I can do that? We you also can. have just written some books. So that was my Mar next question. So yes. <laughs> Marvin and Huck are two characters. So Marvin was a boyfriend of mine in third grade who did not like me. So I say boyfriend because I liked him and he was a friend and he was a boy, but he had no idea and probably couldn't care less. And right. to this day, probably doesn't know, but since I'm putting this out here, Marvin, you missed <laughs> He might know. <laughs> so Marvin is the moose. He's a three-year-old, out-of-control, hyper moose. And then Huckleberry is the bear. And I'm thinking that he's just connected to my idea of I always loved bears. In fact, when I was in college, I had bears in my um, dorm room with you, Tonya. In fact, I think yep. you borrowed one one time for an event that we did. So Huckleberry's older, much, much wiser, um, and sort of takes care of Marvin and lets his dreams come true. So in real life, Steve is the Huckleberry to my Marvin, although I'm okay. older. We don't tell people <laughs> that, but I'm older. Um, so they go to national parks. And they visit national parks and everything is tied to our work in the national park. So if you read this and you go to Isle Royal, Crater Lake, Great Smokies and Mammoth Cave, you're going to find the QR codes in here that link to our videos. So after you read each one and then one more thing that's really, really cool. I am enamored with fireflies. I love synchronous fireflies. I love ghost fireflies. I love blue fireflies. And we use that as a symbol of light and hope in our work, knowing that a little bit of light can go a long ways. So we have hidden fireflies all throughout this, these books, cool. all of the books. And we encourage kids, every time they see a firefly, they add that to their virtual pocket of, what am I going to do kind? And in the back of every single book, we add a kindness journal, and we give them props nice. on how they can be kind to each other, how they can be kind to people they don't know that don't look like them, how they can be just good humans. And that's where our books that are available on Amazon. So that would help us out a lot. Um, and then if you want to reach out to us through our website and say, look, I have this talent or I have this, or um, we would love to talk with anyone that would be interested in helping us promote our our vision, our dream, our, the story that we're trying to tell. 
So along with that, if because um, some of our audience are educators that are listening in, if they would like to participate in any of your training programs, how would they would they just contact you through through your website? Yeah, so Steam in the Park is our summer uh, learning adventures. We don't call it professional development. We don't call it training, if you will, because as educators, we know they can have bad connotations. We've 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 sat in staff meetings before and not at all. So we provide professional learning adventures or experiences um, on our website. Steam in the Park will open again on January first of twenty twenty four. Our expectations are that we'll take 600 educators next summer wow. to park so they can get on an inquiry list now and, you know, get on our, our mail-in list and our newsletter. Um, there's also a, a Dropbox in the website where they can just reach out to us and there's like 12 things that they could choose or or other. Like, tell me, okay. tell me really about how Tonya was when she was in college. I can do that. <laughs> It's Um, all a lie. (laughs) (laughs) Probably so. But but, um, multiple ways. So expeditionsandeducation.org is where you're going to find all of our work, all of the things that we're doing now. In fact, this book started as a blog. So I blog, I journal everywhere I go. And the the Adventures of Marvin and Huck have been a blog for years, well, for three years. And just... A month and a half ago, I decided, you know what? There's no time like the present, and I can't sleep. So I've started taking all my books and blogs down and putting them in, in little chapters, if you will, and then sent formatted, formatted it myself. All the photographs are by Steve. These are all real photographs from the park. And the little clip art dudes, those are me. Those are me. Aww. So um, you'll find all of that on our website. Excellent. And you said there are five books out? Four books out? There are five Five books books out. I'm supposed to do one every three months, but (laughs) I'm an overachiever. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, I've I've looked through one, the one that that you had posted first. Yes, Um, please. That's a good thing. Go online. And our first one is online. Um, It's our, it's our prototype. It's our proof of concept. So it looks a little bit different than this. This is better looking, but Steve also reads it. I was so going to ask if, if he was the voice. Yes, he's the voice because Oliver lives in Chicago and he loves to hear us read to him. I said, well, why don't you read it? And kids are re- now hearing his voice all over the country, which is kind right. of cool. Right. <laughs> well, well, we will put the links for the website. Um, are you on social media? I am. So we are big on Facebook. We're big on Twitter. We have a smaller presence on Instagram. Um, I'm sort of like you as we grow, I might grow bigger that way, but with just two of us, we're our bandwidth. It's hard. Kind of short, but definitely can find us at Expeditions and Education on Facebook. We would love to have you there. And I'm on Twitter at Dacia92. Okay. All right. We will put all that. Well, Dacia, thank you for joining me today and for telling us more about this. I hope a lot of our families will be able to plug into this and, and use the resource and see what it really is. And to check out the books too, because I think, I think those would be some fun ones to add to their libraries. So and thank you. And let us know. And let us know. Like if you go to Maggie Walker National Historic Park or Dry Tortugas or Acadia, drop us a line and say, oh my gosh, we're there and here's our trap. That, that's oh, what gives us joy. Excellent. Excellent. Well, and through social media and through the website, they can get in touch with you. So we'll be able to, to get them connected. I want to hear too. If you hear of anybody, please, please let us know on that. Absolutely. Um, 
We hope you enjoyed learning about the Park Pioneers program and how it can help your family explore and connect with nature this summer. If you found this episode informative and helpful, we'd love it if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Your reviews help us reach more listeners and continue to bring you valuable content. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you.